he's spoken to you. Tell him how much you love him. It's so important. He needs to hear it from us. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. God is already declared in his word. For God so loved the world. And you are. God so loved you. He gave his only begotten son that you, a believer, you will not perish but have everlasting life. So let him know, God, I love you. Lord, I love you. I believe in you. I believe all my needs are met. I believe you are with me. I believe you never forsake me. I believe you always be with me. Thank you, Lord. I have no fear. I have no reason to be afraid. I'm free from fear. All my needs are met. Your joy is in my heart. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. You will never rise above your ability, which is given by God, to believe what the Word says. The Word is what's holding your life together. It's an amazing thing. I I pray that God will give us understanding. I believe Jesus came from heaven to deliver the word to us. The word to us. He did signs and wonders for the people to pay attention to his words. His words. If you belong to him, you believe his words. If God is not a part of your life, Jesus said, How is it that you don't hear my words? How is it that you don't believe my words? Because you don't belong to him. It's all about the word of God. He started from the beginning. And God told us that he and his word are one and the same. God is his word. God is the word. You can't do anything with God. You can't have any transaction with God. You can't have any relationship with God outside the word. That's where he's at. You pray the word. It's all about the word. It's all about the word. When the disciples were locked up in prison and God sent his angels to release them, he said, go out and give these people the word of this life. The word of God is the word of life. It's all about the world. You can search wherever you want to search. But if you finally come to a full understanding of what life really means, you will go to the word. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. It is all about the word. This life, this flesh profits us nothing. It's all about the word. And that's what Jesus tells us. It's all about the word. Jesus came from heaven. Sometimes when you read scriptures, you just read, but take a little bit of time to think about what's really going on here. Why is he saying this? Who is he saying this to? What is my portion in what he's saying? How do I fully understand what God is saying in this word? 
Because that's the only way you can have life. The word came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Say, well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, I, I came that you might have. But he is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. There is no other God besides the word of God. You won't find God outside of his word. That's why when you cry, you beg, you scream. When it's outside the word of God, you have no response from him. Because you're asking him to be something different from his word. So faith in his word and saying his word is what gets his attention. He's a living being. And we were created in his image. Jesus made it clear he came to give us the word. It says this in John 17, where I will start today, tonight, verse 6. It says, I have manifested your name to the, to the men whom you have given me out of the world. We talk about the name of Jesus tonight. I manifested the name. What is he saying? The power of the name was revealed to mankind. That's what he's saying. I have manifested your name. So everything Jesus was doing was manifesting that power of the name of Jesus. That was the name that God gave to him for us. For us. God gave him that name. Before he came to the world, he was the word. God gave him that name for us. To be just a man with us. And he said, that name you gave me, I have shown them the power. I have manifested that name before them. The man that you gave me, I have given them the understanding of the power of the name of the word of God. Jesus. Think about it. Jesus is the word of God. The name of the word of God is Jesus. And he said, I manifested the word. I manifested the name of the word before the men that you have given me. They were yours. So guess what? You were God the Father's. You belong to him. But God saw his fit to give you to Jesus. Amen. For keeping under that name. As long as you are on the earth. He gave you that name for your keeping. You gave them to me. They were yours. They didn't know it. But I came so that they will understand. And you gave them to me. Now they have known. Not before they didn't know. But now that I've manifested the name. And I've given them your word. They now know. They know. They have known that all things which you have given me are from you. He tells you why. Please listen. Every time you, when God is saying something, and then he goes, for you are looking at a law. A spiritual law that is as good as gravity. For... The reason why they know everything you've given to me, they came from you. Because, what? 
I have given to them the words which you have given me. So when Jesus was coming, God gave him some words. It's like he is sent to us to deliver the word to us. Question is, have you received the word? What word have you received? That was God's solution to make life better for you. He gave him some words before he came from heaven. That's why I want you to think about it. The word you gave to me when? Before he came here. Right? And the purpose of coming was to deliver those words to you. But question, have you received those words? Have you made those words part of your life? Do you own those words as, as yours? When, if I give you a gift, the word in this case, the gift is yours, right? Don't say the man gave me a real nice Cadillac and you pack it in your, your, your garage and you drive a Pinto all around and, and then you're telling people you have a Cadillac. After a while, they're wondering, can we see this Cadillac? We want to see what you got. So that's what he came to give to us. He died to make it easy for us to embrace the word. So no obstacle, nothing in the way for us receiving the word. And receiving the word, get it, receiving the word gives us faith, which is the currency with which heaven does business. And so you can cry, no faith, no word, you get nothing. That's me, that's you. He feels sorry for you. I notice what the enemy likes to do is to make us to be afraid. And that's because we doubt. We are afraid when circumstances come at us. It's so complex sometimes. And Satan magnifies these problems. And in our minds, they are so huge. That's why uh, Psalm 34 verse 4 is very clear. You cry out to God, He will not just deliver you from the trouble. He says He delivers you from all of your fears. Because they are not real. But if you keep them, they'll become real. So he delivers you from all of them. Because he's not really from God. God. Jesus came to give us. He says, the word that you gave to me, I have given to them. So in my mind, I'm thinking, they had some words back there before he came. And God, Jesus said, well, what would you want me to give to them? I know you want to do them good. Yeah, yeah. take these words and give them. Amen. If they receive the words, they'll be okay. And God was happy with that. And Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. I've given them. I've given them. And, and, and I like the words that he said, you know, I pray God, let this be me. Okay? Let this, what you just said here, be fulfilled in my life. He says, for I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them. Right? They have received them. And I've known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. In other words, you sent me to do what? To give them the word. And they received the word. 
It's all about the word. You know, sometimes you see Christians that, you know, I use the word super spiritual, and they have all these other things that they do to make people think that they are spiritual. <laughs> but if the word is not in there, you can quickly tell. Because they are as flaky as they come. doesn't take too long before you start seeing attitudes and you're wondering, I thought this person was spiritual. I've been, I've been a pastor now. I never could say, you know, how long I've been a pastor because I always believe these guys were all there before. But these days, it's been like 15 years now. I have a little bit of experience. Okay, I mean, some experience. But I've seen them talk and act, and the Lord said, the Lord said. And I mean, when you listen and you go close, you see, I don't know if it's the Lord speaking anymore. All right. It's true. Because the word is not there. There is no change in their attitude. No peace. They don't yield. They can't yield. Argumentative. Will fly into a rage. And this guy says, well, you know, I'm Mexican. I'm hot-blooded. No, you're lying. You just have a problem. Oh, Mexicans don't behave that way. Unforgiving. Whole bitterness. Won't let it go. The word's not there. It can't be there. You can't have the word and have that because bitterness is poison. And when you're refusing to let it go, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other guy to die. It doesn't work that way. But I know God. You can't know God and hold on to this and refuse to let go. That's the amazing thing I've seen in Christianity. It's frightening. It's like you got no fear of God. That thing can take you to hell. What do you mean? When Jesus said forgive, he meant what he said. Those were the words that God gave to him to deliver to you. Because if you refuse to forgive, you can't be healed. That means you didn't receive the word. Your situation remains the same. A lot of Christians have held themselves down because they just refuse to forgive. Pastor, you don't know. You don't understand. If you go through what I went through. I'm I'm telling you, there are others that have gone more through more difficult things that you've been through and they've forgiven because they believed the master. The reason you won't let go is because you don't believe what he said. You can come to church and maybe even play as good as uh, Amy. (laughs) Thing, but God is looking for the fruit of His word in your life. Because if the word is there, it will bear fruit. This is a scripture I was reading. It's just so intriguing. Jesus said, "It's like something. A man goes out to the field. He plants his seed. He goes back and he's resting. How the thing grows and comes up, he has no clue. <laughs> he's." Is them wait. When you receive the word, it's not your business. If it's really there and you've received it just like they have, it will bear fruit. If you haven't received it, we can tell it hasn't been it hasn't borne fruit in your life. It's as simple as it is. But what I say, God give me grace to receive the word. You know, Jesus said to his disciples when they said, you know. This is a hard thing. When Jesus said, drink my blood and eat my flesh, he said, this is a hard thing. They said, 
Jesus said, would you, you want to go away? Uh, most pastors don't do that. You want to go away also? I'm losing the whole congregation and only two have left and I want to dismiss them all. He said, please, I, I, that's not the way I meant it. Let me explain. Jesus could care less. You guys can go. In this head, to whom shall we go? You have the word of life. You see, they were focused not on the man, Jesus, the words. That's the difference. They were focused on the words. That's why Jesus could say in this prayer to his father, and nothing hidden, everything exposed. Jesus said, they received the word. And I want to be in that number. You know that song, when the saints go marching in? But not when the saints go dragging in? Okay? <laughs> I want to be in that number. I want to be among these people that Jesus spoke about here. And being that way is not just sitting at home and occasionally being with Jesus and then going back. No, this man had been with him everywhere he went. And they heard him. Basically, they agreed, what you are saying to us, it doesn't make sense. That's what they said. It's a hard thing. Even though we don't understand it, we know you have the words of life. And we're going to stay around with you. We're not going anywhere. Because God has given them the word. Now, John chapter 17, the same chapter 17, verse 13, it says, But now I come to you, Jesus still praying to his Father, and these things I speak in the world. Guess what? These things I speak in the world for what? Purpose. That they may have my joy fulfilled in them. My joy I give to you, Jesus said. But to receive that joy, these things I've spoken. He's the word. He didn't have to take his joy and place it in them. He's speaking those words so that through those words, they can have the joy that Jesus himself had. And that's huge. To have the same joy Jesus had in himself... That's big. But the only way to get that is through the Word. Not just reading the Word. I've had people, this has been a while now, I've had people say, I read the book, of, I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation every year. I read it. I don't see it in you. If you read like you say, you read and you really understand, boy, I'll be saying, I want to be around you all the time. Right? They're just talking. I hear it. I don't say anything. I, I make my judgment and walk the other way. Because it's, it doesn't make sense. If you're reading it truly from Genesis to Revelation every year and your life hasn't changed, no understanding what are you reading you can't read. Jesus said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. And you do that every year, and, and you're still flaky like this? You're worried like crazy? I'm going to tell you as it is. I thought you read the Bible from Revelation, 
from Genesis to Revelation. And your confession is all filled with fear. How can that be? A bitter and sweet water coming from the same source? No. No. That's just the word it is. I want to get better. I want to get closer to the Lord. That's the important thing. This is not a game. The word of God changes people's lives. Otherwise, this is all a game. You come on Wednesday night. Don't you have something better to do? Maybe watch some ball game on television or something. You just come just to hear somebody talk. It doesn't make sense. I've got to have something. And if it's not changing my life, something is not right. I have to cry out to God. What's wrong with me? Is my heart stony? How come I don't have a feeling for God anymore? How come I don't want to go back to the world? These are the things Christians ought to be thinking about. Because remember, there, are, there were ten virgins. Now you got to beg Christians to come to church. I don't understand it. It's just a clear sign to me we are coming very close to the end. And thank God for you, those who still have hunger for God. Jesus was clear about it. When the Son of Man returns, will he still find faith or not? You know, faith from the Word of God. And and you see, God, he loves his Word so much. Read the very last place, page, I mean, book in, uh, of the Old Testament. These men were talking about God, and God set up a memorial for them. Because they talked about him. He set up a memorial in heaven for these guys. While others were saying, where are the promise of his coming? These guys kept themselves together and they were talking about him. And God Almighty, he set up a memorial on their behalf. That's how important it is with regards to his word. And reading Malachi chapter 3 again, he says, your words are stout against me. In other words, you oppose me. I say this and you say something different. Did they know they were doing that? Probably not. They thought they were being real the way they felt. But God said, your words are stout against me because you oppose what I say. I I don't believe that, even though you read it from the word. That's a clear sign your heart has been hardened. I want to make it to heaven. I will make it there. And I've told the Lord I want to be a part of that. This is, my, this is the kingdom. I, I, I've, got, I've got to serve him. Pa- being a pastor is just, to, just my job to help me really get in. I don't want to slide in and just say, oops, I made it. This was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. This is so good. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I made it. And you, you are at the door. I want to be just like uh, the sons of thunder. You remember? You think they called them sons of thunder for nothing? <laughs> they were going to touch a whole village, just burn them all up. That's the way. But they were smart. They knew. They, I don't know who gave them that understanding. That in heaven, for the whole of eternity, you know, we talk about people at the White House, those that are close to power, Trump, if you're really right, it's right hand man, you got power. All the heads of states around the world want to talk to you. you know, we see, you know, President Trump. Say, yeah, 
I even go to, I can go to his bedroom and I said, wow, <laughs> we need you to be our friend. Uh, John and James, they understood that. They said, Lord, they even employed their mother. Say, go and beg him. He won't, he, won't, he won't deny you. We want to sit right here and right there. <laughs> Real close to power. And Jesus said, you know, this will cost you your life. They said, we're ready to give it. We are willing to drink that cup just to be near you. I don't want to just slide in and stay by the door and say, oops, I really made it in there. That's not our portion. Can I hear an amen? That's not your portion in Jesus' name. Paul said, I want a great entrance. When he gets in powerful entrance, that's Paul coming. And I'm glad my name doesn't start with P and I don't have to get the next to Paul. When he's receiving his reward, uh, that would be funny. When he receives all these crowns and I got this little crown, because my name starts with P and I'm next to Brother Paul. That's not fair. Like mine starts with G. I'm weird. Weird. Yeah. That's pretty frightening. This guy brings all the thunder in heaven down and then next. And you walk like, oh my God. And everybody's quiet. We're sorry for you, brother. Is that all you've done? No wonder God says in, in uh, Revelation, He will wipe away all tears. <laughs> Some of us will be crying. I want to wipe mine first before I get there. <laughs> okay. You see, we, there is no reason for us not to trust God's word. And sometimes I'm amazed at what God does in his word just to help us to trust his word. Because until you believe and accept his word, faith is not released. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Every time something rises in you, and I've done this, if I feel that unbelief, Rising in me, I ask God for forgiveness. Something is not right. I ask if you, could you forgive me for my own belief, God? Please forgive me. I've not done anything. You have, to, you have to examine yourself, the Bible says. You have to examine yourself constantly. I felt that in me. I'm looking at a project and this thing, like, eh, I don't know about that. But God's already said it. That's unbelief. And I don't know how to get away from it. Except to say, God, forgive me. Could you get rid of this thing from my heart? I don't want it. We've got to believe God. He says a lot about His Word so that we can believe. So I say those words that He says, God is not a man that He shall lie. Concerning the Word. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. 
why would God say that? Is it boasting? No, it's for my good. That's why he's saying that concerning his word. He says, has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not make it good? He's telling us that so we can abandon our own feelings and our fears and just throw ourselves into his arms, just trusting him. Like a child up there, this dad down in the pit, and the child can see the, the, the dad and say, Daddy, are you there? He says, yes, sonny. Uh, can I come then and be with you? Yeah, just throw yourself down. <laughs> I don't know about that. Has daddy ever lied to you? No. Child closes his eyes and just throws himself. And before long, you're in daddy's hands. That's the kind of faith. You throw yourself in, not knowing what's going to happen, but you trust him. And all will be well. Because he's already told us in the word, the word that we know, all things work together for good. To those who love him. And are called, not according to your purpose, but his purpose. So when things are going crazy, but you love him, that's all you tell him, God, I love you. I have received your word. Your word is in my heart. I believe all things are working together for my good. I'm not going to be scared or worried. He says, be anxious for nothing. Your father knows that you need these things, right? God knows you need these things. And God is not sleeping. He knows you very well, even more than you know yourself. And he knows the circumstances. He knew about the problem before the problem got to you. And he says, relax, be still, and know I am your God. Your God. Your God. I'm glad I have a God over my life. The others have made other stuff their gods. I have the true God. He is my God. And He is my God. The God over my family. God over my children. And this last time in our prayer meeting, I saw that scripture and I read it to those of us that were there. God says, His mercy will continue upon me and my children even to a thousand generations. I was shocked. A thousand generations are getting made. That's just the truth. I just have to stay in him. He says, the, the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous run into it and they are saved from all the troubles that are coming against the world. If we believe it, Jesus has already told us, if you can believe, if you can, if it's possible, you can trust this word, all things are possible to those who believe. So the real work is believing. That's the only work. God says in uh, um, uh, Psalm 89 verse 34, My covenant will I not break. My covenant I will not break. Every word, every promise that God gives to you is a covenant promise. Every word God gives to you is a covenant word. Meaning, when he made a covenant with Abraham, he says, I can't find anybody bigger than myself in the whole universe. So I swear by my own name, I will bless you. I will bless you. And that's the covenant we have with him. God says, I will not alter the covenant for any reason. 
I will bless you means I will bless you. And it's not dependent on whether you're being good or you're being bad. My words will never be altered. They say, in other words, you can trust in it. We falter with regards to his covenant because we make mistakes. We're humans, but he doesn't. And the scripture of Romans says, even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He remains faithful. He never forgets you. If you feel sorry like God has abandoned me, that's the time for you to know he's so close you can't even think of it. Because God will, he can never abandon you. It's like himself abandoning himself. Because he and his word are one and the same. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You cannot be forsaken. Never. Never. And Satan is the liar. I think uh, it probably was Kenneth Copeland. He says, if you really, I was thinking of something really bad to make the devil mad. And I thought, and I thought, what can I say? I said, I found something. He says, Jesus said, he is a liar and the father of lies. So that's what he was telling him. You are a liar because he felt every time I tell him that, he really hurts him. Because he wants you to believe that what he's saying is the truth. So when you tell him he's a liar, he knows you got, you got him. You caught him real good. And then you don't only tell him he's a liar, but he is the father of lies. The father of lies. And he knows he's got me. And every time those thoughts well up in your head and they're trying to make you feel bad, you tell him, I know where it's coming from. <laughs> uh, the father of lies. And it will evaporate. The Bible tells us, forever, O Lord, your word is what? Settled in heaven. Settled in heaven. It's as permanent as the heavens. Right? His word. As permanent as the heavens. That's what his word is saying. His promises to you, his word, are forever settled. They have, are just like the heavens. The word of God stands firm just like the heavens. As long as the heavens still there, the sky is still there. Even when it's raining, you know it's there, right? That's the word. It's as permanent as the heavens. But then guess what Jesus said? He said, heaven and earth will pass away. If it's possible for even that heaven, let it pass away. As permanent as it is. And the earth. But his words remain the same. And his word has said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Why? Is he telling us that? Because from time to time, we get, or we find ourselves in situations that make us feel like we have been abandoned. But God says, that's never going to happen. Your feelings, that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Your feelings don't really matter when it comes to dealing with God. How you feel doesn't matter. And if you act according to your feelings, you may not see the promised land. That's what happened to Moses. He was mad. 
God said, speak to the rock. He decided, no, these people have frustrated me. They have made me really mad. Talk to some pastors. So he <laughs> struck that thing and God said, no, because that rock was God. Now, I read something in the scriptures. I didn't realize that the water that was coming from that rock became rivers of water in the wilderness. They were not standing by the rock and drinking. Read. It's like rivers coming from that rock. They had enough to take care of themselves, to take their bath and everything. Don't think they didn't take any shower for 40 years. <laughs> I won't come near you for something. <laughs> okay. You know why I'm bringing this? Because sometimes we read scriptures and we are not really thinking. They had rivers coming from that rock. After Moses hit it, it was coming, flowing in the wilderness. Amen. So we can always trust God's word. Why do you think God says, I'm watching over my word to perform it? That Jeremiah, oh, my time. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, it tells us there, the Lord said, you have seen well, telling Jeremiah, you saw, yeah, you fully got this. You got this. For the reason because is this, that I am watching over my word to perform it. So why is he not performing it? What's going to get him to perform it? What is he watching for? He's just looking at his words. He's looking for somebody to believe in it. And act on it. Believe it. Speak it. And act on it. And if, God showed me something years ago. I was praying with people to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speak in, to speak in tongues. And God showed me about this. That you get these pictures in your mind. That when Peter stepped out of the boat to walk on water, he didn't try the water. You know, Jesus he says, can I come? Can I walk on water also? And Jesus said, yeah, I mean, it was casual. I know we like to, we want, we like to hear the voice of Jesus thundering. Yes, come. And he said, whoa, that was good. I feel it. No, it was just normal. Faith. It was like almost casual. Jesus says, Is that you? If it was you, bid me to come. And then the word goes back to like conversation. Come. Uh, many of us, you know what we do? Eh, we'll test the water first to see if it's going to hold my weight. Right? And after, ah, okay, Lord, that's okay. You can come. I'll wait for you here. I'm not doing this. But as soon as he heard the word, Come. God was watching over his word. That thing was already solid. He never sank a little bit. I've said it here. If he did, immediately, I know what I would do. Sometimes we think he was uh, Saint Peter and, and he was like, God, no. He was just a man. If he sank a little bit for me, I would turn around, hold the boot, and get right back into it. That's what all, don't laugh at me, all of you will do exactly the same. It was nice, right? And it's the sea, right? 
well, I'll get right back into the boat to save my neck. I mean, but it was solid. What is that? God watches over his word. Once you step out by faith without fear, based on his word, you won't sink, not even a bit. It's as solid. Because at that time, the word meets your action and it's done. So I tell people, just open your mouth and start speaking in tongues. Not a single word will come from you that is not from the Holy Spirit. Because you're doing it by faith. He watches over his word to see what you will do with it. So that his word will never return to him void. He must accomplish what he said. But it takes faith. You have to act on it. Every time we hesitate, that's because we don't believe. And now that's all of us. Every time we hesitate. And Jesus has told us, everyone who puts his hands on the plow and looks back, He's not fit for the kingdom. God cannot use me because I hesitate. And now sometimes I read that scripture and I think about Lot's wife. You remember Lot's wife? What was her crime? She looked back. She looked back. She hesitated. For whatever reason. We don't want to do that. We want to trust God. In spite of what we see. The word must have its preeminence in our life, must be, have its first place. God said it. And even if I'm dying, I still believe it. I was reading, uh, I'll close with this. I was reading, uh, it made me really kind of emotional just reading that story from the book Healing the Sick. And uh, this is this guy was dying, or uh, a girl, not yeah, a man, was dying in uh, maybe he called the hill, hill country of uh, California somewhere. And the guy, he never knew Jesus. And this uh, lady, Christian woman, went in there, and uh, he was about to die. And he had his eyes closed while the woman was talking to, to him and read John 3.16. He's never heard those words before. And he heard, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have an everlasting life. He heard those words and he opened his eyes and said, what you just read, does that mean me? And she said, yes, it means you. He closed his eyes and sat down, just meditating for a while. And then after that, he opened his eyes and turned to her. Has he said something else? She wanted to know. He wanted to know if there was something else. And she said, yes. And he said, as many as received him, he gave the right to become Sons of God. And then she added, He is speaking to you. And he says, He said, I receive him. That's fine. And put his hands on, I received him. Closed his eyes. That was the end of it. It's over. He passed on. He believed the word. Just simple. Don't make it too complicated. 
Just keep it simple. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. God's doing something among us. Why? Because of His Word. Amen? I can tell something's happening. Expect things to change in your life. Not because of you, but because of God's Word. He watches over His Word to perform it. So expect things to change. Focus on the difficult situations. God is able to do it. I've said it here. What you may have tried to do for the last 10 years, He can do it in one week. All done. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight and thank Him. Again, just as we started, because I believe God told me to let you do that. I believe that. To tell Him how much you love Him and tell Him how much you welcome His Word. That that you love His Word. That means you love God. God and His Word are one and the same. God, give me grace to act on Your Word. Give me grace to receive Your Word. Give me grace to accept your word. Give me grace to speak your word, to pray your word. Give me grace to gossip about your word with my friends, just to share with them good gossip, talking about what Jesus has told you. That's good. When you start doing that, Jesus said, everyone who confesses me before men, I will confess them before my Father in heaven. So he's watching you, watching over his words, As soon as you start telling somebody what God has spoken to you, God, Jesus tells his father, you see that that girl there, that's mine. And all the devils know, oh boy, that's trouble for us. We can't go there. And the demon says, that's trouble, real trouble. Amen. Father, thank you tonight for your people. Your word will never return to you void. I can feel the presence of your Holy Spirit among us. You're doing a work that has not entered into the heart of man, that ears have not heard. Thank you, Lord God, for the work that you're doing. Lives have been changed, O oh God. Lives have been transformed. Situations are made better for your people. And you are loading us down with your goodness and mercy so that we can do your work. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.